Let's go to the UK now. Did you ever want to run away and join the circus, Matthew Paris? <laughs> yes. Yes, I'd have loved to do that. Why? Alas, that's our guest after 10. I was just discussing. Now, let's come back. Uh, the, the Northern Ireland Stormont Assembly. Goodness, how long has it been uh, paused and what's about to happen? It, it's been paused for two years. Uh, paused because the main unionist party, the Democratic Unionist Party, has refused to participate in, in Stormont, which is their their parliament, and refused to par- participate in a power-sharing government with Sinn Féin, as they had been beforehand, as a protest against the what's called the Northern Ireland Protocol. Uh, when we finally sorted out the terms of our exit from the European Union, there was a big problem uh, with Ireland because Northern Ireland and Southern Ireland, the the Republic of Ireland, uh, share a a border with hundreds of crossings and there's a lot of cross-border traffic and, and trade and it was really going to be difficult for Northern Ireland not to be more or less in the European single market. So they are. That that was the rather clever deal that was done. Um, Rishi Sunak was was part of that. They are in the, uh, the, the, the uh, European single market, so they can trade easily across the border with Ireland. But of course, they're also in the United Kingdom. And that raises a problem. So a border has had to be put, as it were, in the North Sea and goods crossing from Ireland, from from Great Britain, from the United Kingdom uh, to Northern Ireland have have to be subject to being looked at to make quite sure they're not actually just going to go on into the European Union without paying customs duties. Well, it's a it's a sort of Gordian knot. And basically, the prime minister has managed to cut it. He's persuaded the European Union to soft pedal on on these checks. And the Democratic Unionist Party realise they're just going nowhere with this. They've they've had two years uh, without a government of their own. That means a lot of civil service salaries haven't been increased at all during that time. And the country has been being just run by civil servants from Britain. And they're going to get a Labour government, no doubt, at the end of this year. And they see uh, that they've they've basically got to raise the white flag. Though they're, of course, claiming concessions, and they have a few. Uh, So what happens and when? Well, rush through Parliament, probably over the next few days, are a few changes to the North, the Irish side of the North Sea, the Irish Sea regime, and which are the ones that the Unionists have demanded and that Britain has persuaded the European Union to accept. And then, hopefully, perhaps within a couple of weeks, Stormont will meet again, and there'll be a power-sharing executive where Sinn Féin will actually be the lead partner, and the DUP are going to be second to Sinn Féin. And another thing the DUP don't like, but they're on a bit of a losing wicket at the moment. All right, the general election. You feel like it's underway already. What's uh, heating up? Oh, it's dreadful because we don't know when the general election's going to be. It can be any time uh, before actually January next year. And there are rumours, will there be a spring election, a summer election? There's most likely to be an autumn election. But the result of this is that politicians are all in electioneering mode. And the Tories keep kind of fluttering their eyelashes and talking about tax cuts. And then other Tories start saying we can't afford tax cuts. Further Tories start saying we have, we want bigger tax cuts. Jeremy Hunt, 
the Chancellor uh, has been, to some extent, suggesting, uh, showing a bit of skirt, I suppose, with 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 tax cuts. And then the IMF has uh, taken fright and said Britain can't afford tax cuts. We should be spending the money on the National Health Service and that kind of thing. And so, so, so everybody's blowing hot and cold. The Chancellor only has £14 billion pounds headroom to to play with and in terms of the uk economy that's absolutely tiny so i suspect there will be sort of notional token tax cuts probably to help business rather than income tax because cutting income tax is so expensive what is the broad state of the polls at the moment there was a big lead for labor but is that closed up a bit or what no no it hasn't uh, no it's <laughs> over the last week or, or or so. In fact, a new poll has been published, which really show Labour soaring ahead of, uh, of the Tories. The Tories are in a pretty bleak mood at the moment. It just occurs to me that we may have a coincidence of a, an election, a presidential election in the US and a, and a, um, a national election it, in the UK at the same time, potentially. It's uh, very possible. Yeah. You know, I, I think an autumn election for us is probably the likelihood. That could see some changing of faces at the top at a very interesting time. Uh, it however, see, it could see a Labour government led by by uh, Keir Starmer having to deal with a Republican administration led by Donald Trump. That's going to be fun. Uh, yes, that's one word for it. Meanwhile, the country seems far more interested in Rishi Sunak's fasting, thirty-six hour fasting. How yeah, often? It, it, it has emerged that from Sunday night. Until well, to make make it thirty six hours from sun, Sunday lunch, I think. Whatever that takes you to, his um, his habit is, is to fast. He he believes it's good for you. Um, he's he 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 thinks it's. I, I think probably thinks it's spiritually good for you as as, as well as um, physically good for you. And suddenly there's an interest in fasting in Britain. Everyone's talking about fasting. Can I do twenty four hours? Could I do forty eight hours? Uh, it's said to be good for you. Uh, uh, for some reason, I, I don't know quite know what what the reason is. Uh, it lowers the risk of uh, cardiac arrest, and um, well, it, it's one of those uh, one day wonders. But we we just have uh, newspapers now full of everybody talking about fasting. Matthew, listening to you, it's clear you're not going to take up this particular <laughs> practice. <laughs> um, well, well, the truth is, I do fast, but by mistake. Oh. I, I forget to eat, and I suddenly realise it's been 24 hours since I had any food. That's something that has never happened to me in my entire life. <laughs> uh, look, fasting, lots of lots of uh, sort of medical, it's things like reducing inflammation, and also I think it stimulates uh, cellular repair and all this kind of thing. But uh, it's interesting for the spiritual reason. The, the only times I've done um, not full fasts, but what they call fast mimicking, I must admit, after a few days, I felt absolutely amazing. But the problem was I just yeah. couldn't do anything. Uh, so what, a, what an admirable discipline for him. Uh, what else? I, I think it is. Yeah. Uh, what else has happened? There's been a, an escape from a Scottish wildlife park. <laughs> oh, this this is immense fun. It's a macaque, I suppose. That's how the monkey is spelt, a Japanese monkey. And it has escaped from a Scottish wildlife park. It's been escaped now for three days. Somebody saw it in their garden. Um, trying to break into the bird feeder, and uh, that we actually have a photograph in the paper, a, a blurred photograph of the macaque looking very guilty, I must say. But it, it made off into the woods. A, a huge search has been underway. They've been using heat-seeking drones, 
which have found a lot of sheep and hares and deer, apparently, and and one car tire <laughs> emitting heat, but not not a macaque. The macaque should be okay, because apparently in Japan, they they live in snowy conditions, right down to minus fifteen degrees, and um, you, you know they're they're absolutely fine. But but people say that they're social animals, so this macaque will probably be a little bit lonely. And they're just kind of hoping that it, it will come home of, of its, its own accord. Um, we have to do this. There's only two and a half minutes left. But civil servants have been told that, quote, rolling your eyes is a microaggression. Well, I'm just rolling my eyes because, yes, of course it is. But actually, there has been consultants research into perceived slights in the workplace. It's- Yes, you couldn't make it up. My newspaper, The Times, has, has revealed that the government has spent £160,000 uh, since, since 2021 hiring consultants to train staff to see perceived slights. Uh, one of the things is apparently rolling your eyes or looking at your mobile phone when someone else is talking. I'm afraid that's one we're, we're all guilty of. And, and the civil servants are now being trained to avoid these things. It says here, British public servants have been given a variety of meanings. One group was taught micro behaviours are tiny, often unconscious gestures, facial expressions, postures, words, tone of voice, which can influence how included or not included people around us feel. But that's the whole point of them. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Yes. I mean, we've all raised a lip in a a little bit of a sneer, perhaps, or or just rolled our eyes. (laughs) Wonderful. Right at the end of the report, my public servants were also introduced to the concept of micro-affirmations, such as a nod of the head or asking someone different to contribute to a meeting. These techniques may be used to create a culture of transparency and inclusion. So I think the, the message is uh, concentrate on the, uh, the micro-affirmations and avoid the micro-aggressions. It's very good that the civil service is taught how to be a human being. Uh, yeah. yes. And no PASAG notes on the fridge either. <laughs> no. Thank no. you, Matthew Paris, our UK correspondent.